Welcome to Know Your Money, where we will explore our relationship with money and how the psychology of it impacts our financial decisions, as everyone thinks about money differently. In our podcast, we'll be presenting a variety of financial topics in an easy-to-understand way, which we hope will assist you with managing your money. Welcome to Know Your Money, everybody. Hello, Warren. Hello, Craig. Morning, Brian. Morning, Warren. Morning, guys. How are you? All good, thank you. Awesome stuff. So you can hear our paper shuffling today because this is a big one. But um, today's episode is what is the implications of dying without a will? So this is really important to know, especially if you have minor children. So Craig, do you want to take us away? Sure, Brian. So dying without a will is a very serious thing. And hopefully all our listeners and clients and family and friends have a, a valid will that's signed and reviewed every year as your circumstances change. But if you don't have a will, and we do come across many of our clients who don't have wills, and we obviously encourage them to draft a will, make sure it's signed and properly witnessed. But dying without a will is very complicated. And it's called interstate succession. And the law allows for that. So people think, oh, the government's going to steal all my money if I don't have a will. It's not true. The government's there to try and make sure that whoever your actual guardian, your your beneficiaries are, your family is the right family that gets the will, not anybody. They can't just somebody can't just come out from the woodwork and try and get your assets. So it's very important that the government does look after that side in part of the in in the act as well. So make sure that your there's the guidelines to make sure that the the right people receive the assets that you own. So there's a couple of things on that. Um, So the important thing is that the problem with not having a will is that if you've got minor children, who looks after those minor children? Because you didn't nominate Uh, a guardian. Yeah, correct. So that's done in the will. Yes. So Uh what if granny says, no, I want them to live with me, and other granny says, no, I want them to live with me. Then it becomes a dispute with the courts. Absolutely. Uh Whereas a will... Could have made it easier, and the the worry and the stress you're going to now put on your children because people are fighting over them. So it's interesting. So it's not just a financial thing, a will. Absolutely not. Yeah. See, I thought it was purely financial. Yeah, it's not just that, no. especially when you have kids or a dog. Yeah, a dog. Yeah. <laughs> and houses. Where will and, my Sophie go? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so the important thing about that, that somebody has to appoint a guardian for your for your uh, minor children. And the master will need to do that. So your executor cannot do that. So if they appoint an executor, they've got no right. It's got to go to the master of the Supreme Court. Now, that's all long processes. It takes forever. And um, I think in a previous episode, Bronwyn mentioned um, the Guardians Fund as well. So any money that's due to minor children under the age of 16 gets looked after by the Guardians Fund, which is a state-run mechanism to look after minor children. Now, that's inefficient because you'd rather have a, a proper will drafted with a trust in place run by uh, professional trustees. Not to say that the Guardian's Fund isn't run professionally, but it's a lot longer process because yeah, it's mean, a governmentally run process. Absolutely. So now they found, <clears throat> sorry, they found a Guardian and appoint that. And now that Guardian needs to go to the Guardian's Fund and say, Okay, we need this much for school fees and schooling and 
Oh my, no, that's not ideal. Can can you give this? So it's just you know they can't make that decision and speak to just one person. So that okay. So so the alternative there, when you say to a trust or what what were you saying? Yeah. Just so in your trust. will, you can say if anything happens to me, my, my assets go to my children, but it must be held in a trust until they're twenty five years old. So let's say they finished school, they're going to go and do tertiary education. Let the trust look after them until they finish their tertiary education and then the balance of that money gets paid out to them because maybe at 25 they've got more of a way of dealing with money than if you're 18 okay, years yeah, old. Okay, I understand that. But what about the intermediary time? So let's say your children are 13, you pass away unfortunately, yeah. uh, the guardian becomes auntie, let's say. Mm. Um, how does she then fund the children? So this is where the trust is so important. And this would be a testamentary trust. So the trust doesn't exist until you pass away. So now say, for example, I do nominate auntie and she has a gambling problem that I didn't know about. And she squanders all of the money yeah if it's in the testamentary trust she can also be one of the t- um, trustees of the testamentary trust sorry so the master <clears throat> will nominate if you don't have a will the master will nominate the guardian so Bronwyn's talking about a proper will drafted and you've nominated auntie as the the trustee yeah but there's and the, the guardian does sorry, she the guardians. then does in that particular case so you've done it properly does she then have control over the finances you've left the behind? The trustees of the testamentary trust does. So if she's uh, one of them, then yes. Okay. But, but she doesn't have full control? No. She'll okay. say, I need X amount per month, and she has to justify what money is needed for those children every single month. They don't just pay it out to her so easily. Okay. so this, But that's a much better way than if you didn't have a will, and then you'd go to the guardian's fund, which is... Well, yeah, and, the said, ma- yeah. and then the master of the high court's got to nominate a guardian for those children, and it may not be the person mm-hmm. you would have chosen yourself. And the reason why it goes to that guardian's fund is exactly that. So at least they have sort of some control to help people. Uh, somewhat of a safeguard. Yes. Yeah. But still, I the mean, kids. as we all know, going through government bureaucracy and the courts, and everything, it takes exactly. a long time. Absolutely. So exactly. So that'll, you know, no will, just to get to that point of, of the guardian's fund and nominating who the guardian's going to be by the master could take years and years. I mean, literally more than years and years because nobody's driving it. Then you could, there could be a situation where the wrong guardian is is nominated and now you've got the money in the guardian's fund and you also have not, it's not so easy to access that money even though the, you have a guardian. And I'm, I expect no parent would want to, to leave their family like that if, if something horrible were to happen. So yeah, Absolutely. very important to have the will. Okay. So now also an important thing is say, for example, you... Um, are a spouse and you have three children, your estate will get divided amongst that, amongst all um, three of you. So, for example, if someone has is leaves their spouse and three children and they married in community of property, the wife will be the first to receive her half of the estate because it's community of property. So she gets half of a million rand, and so five hundred thousand. And the other half goes to the children. Then the remaining 500,000 would then be divided by four. So the spouse and the three children. Okay. Okay. So that would be one, um, like 125,000. Um, so being the greater amount, the wife is entitled to the child share of 250,000, while the three children will receive 883,300. So the spouse is entitled to 250,000 not just the 125 
And why is that? It's just... Is that, is that a nominal just... amount that was made into law? Yes. If it's, if it's less than 250000 the spouse can take the 250 Yes, and then whatever's left gets divided amongst oh. the three. So the spouse got the 50 already, and plus the other 250 Yeah, she 50%. got half a mil. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, there, you know, that, so that's what the Guardian's Fund and that's what the master does in a case of somebody not having a will. That's why, once again, it's so important to have a will. And from age of 16 years old, you can draft a will. Um, so, like, for example, if there was only 250,000 rand, the spouse would get the full 250,000 rand and not the kids. But if it was more than that, if it was 300,000 rand, she would get 250,000 rand and the 50 would be split amongst the kids equally. And I think what's interesting here is how it's going to branch off, I expect, as well, because that's just in community of property. No, so in community of property was that million rand, she would get half. Yeah, okay. So if they were married in a different form and there was a million rand, yeah. then it would be divided by the four. So 250,000 rand each. So she would get 250,000 right. rand and so would the kids because it's, so it's if they were, either child yeah. share or 250,000. Right, okay. And okay, I understand, I understand. So what happens if, again, it's um, they're not married in community of property and there's only 250,000, then she gets all of it? She gets all of it, yes. Okay, Because right. the spouse can't necessarily get less than 250,000. Yeah. And the balance gets split. I hope that makes sense. No, that sense. makes sense, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So an important factor to, to note because then that goes to her. And the rest of the money goes to the Guardian's Fund, where she has to ask about that. So let's say it's 10 million rand. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, she only gets 2.5 million rand to try and manage things. The other 7.5 million rand goes to the Guardian's Fund, where she has to say why and what it's used for and all yeah, of those different kinds she, of things. She would have wished they had a will. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, because yeah. then she could have just carried on with yeah, what is needed. Yeah. And the, the the state will try and find the beneficiaries, no matter, you know, all down the family line until, there's, until they run out of people. So they do try and find the, the actual. So if you don't have a beneficiary, like a spouse or children, then they'll, they'll try and find the nearest family member. But if they don't, they'll keep the money for 30 years and then it reverts to the state. So the state, the government, doesn't try and steal your money. They make sure the money goes to the right people. Mm. However, the inefficiencies of government and how they run their departments will be very frustrating to the people that are left behind. Therefore, a properly drafted will is the only way to look at making sure the right people get your, your assets. And if someone were to say, right, I've listened to this podcast episode, I need to get a will drafted. How do I do that? So there are a number of companies that you can do, but definitely speak to your financial planner because they should be able to guide you with who they are using. And that would just help with your holistic financial planning because it's in line with what you are getting advised by your financial planner. So we're in a good, you know, what our experience is if you use a credible company that does estate administration, it should take less than a year to wind up in a state. You hear horror stories of it taking up to 10 years, but those are once again people who don't have a will. Right. I mean, even a year, it sounds like a long time. Yeah. Mm. And even, you know, and that also comes down to who you choose as your executor because that can also complicate things. So a lot of stuff to think about, guys. Absolutely. Take home from this episode is have a will. Make sure it's up to date. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys.
Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast and would like to subscribe, please visit our website www.growthfp.co.za. The information we have provided in this podcast is our personal opinion. For more detailed information, please discuss your financial situation with a financial planner.